It's the SDG Podcast. Before we get started, you can check us out on the web at solutiondesign.com slash podcast or find us on all the social medias, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Solution Design Group. All right, we're back with our discussion on teams talking about uh, norming, performing. Who's back? back? All that kind of stuff. I was going to get into that. (laughs) Welcome, podcasters. Say hello and introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Chad Jetner. Hi, I'm Peter Lawrence. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Kyle Bacher. Thanks, Nick, for joining us. He's our special guest on this on this journey we've been taking on teams. How do you build them? How do you storm, form, and norm? Talking about teams on teams. Talking about, we put this team together to talk about teams. And I feel like after doing two of these, we've really come together. Everybody's focused, communicating, contributing, supporting each other. We got good leadership. We're organized. We're having a good time. Things are going well. Um, I feel like we're done storming. This is where the facial expressions come in. (laughs) (laughs) That's one opinion. (laughs) We've done those trust falls. Yeah. We walked on the coals. (laughs) Did you just watch the office episode? Is that what this is? (laughs) <laughs> no, but that's what I remember. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So it's all in there. It's all in my head. That's when it comes out. Yeah. So what is, to you, Nick, what is, like, how do you recognize that you've normed? What is the, what's the tell? What are some signs? What are some traits that you're looking for? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think taking it out of just pure like metrics and you know uh, performance um i think of things like laughing teams laughing together um sort of a uh gratitude forward uh environment where it's like horizontal in the gratitude like all the gratitude or all the the shout outs go any like it's flat so there isn't like a always top down appreciation where a manager or a director is always saying good job everybody that the team also feels like they can say good job to you too um uh or even begin it that way um you know stuff like that i guess uh, i think they call it like a beehive mentality where what's good for the hive is kind of the mentality instead of uh what am i doing as a bee you know but everybody understands what what each person's doing to contribute to that hive and um those are things i kind of look for and seek to build in a team Uh, we all know what we're supposed to be doing as a job it's how do we do it together and how do i know that it's working together besides just knocking stuff out yeah the bugs have kind of been shaken out the interpersonal relationship like um friction and posturing ego like that stuff's all been taken care of for the most part <laughs> i was gonna it's been i was just gonna jump in and say it is score those people down enough to function yeah toned down separated <laughs> what do you guys look for like what traits or characteristics are you looking for on a a, a well normed team a performing team even what chad you go first 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like constant feedback, right? Like, and like a comfort level with everybody to do that, right? And not just like end of a sprint retro, you know, all of the agile ceremonies that we have around it. But um, once we've kind of normalized as a team, um, the just the idea that everybody's comfortable giving feedback um, to Nick's point, you know, the um, um, kind of cheering each other on that that happens horizontally up, down, all over the place. Um, but that's that's kind of my metric is that um, if everybody's giving like quality feedback, right, like well thought out things and we're not just, you know, emotional about our responses, but we're actually like, hey, this is, you know, on a given day to day basis, like this is this is wrong, this is wrong. And we can tell each other and we can talk to each other and we don't need to filter all the conversations up through this rigid structure, you know, like, hey, this is wrong. I'm going to talk to this guy about it. He'll tell you about it. And you get that game of telephone like that's it, right? Um, constant, consistent feedback, communication. It sounds so basic, but like facilitating that and getting to that point. Achieving has been that tricky is tough. Yeah. Yeah. And when the focus is on the the project, the goals, the work itself, um, and what it takes to do that, that's the focus, not the relationships of the people and the drama and the politics and the like fixing you know interpersonal issues like it, it's not on the on the problems it's on the solution you're trying to to build whatever those shared goals are but it's not to say those don't exist it's just simply you right you've you've adopted a shared mindset of granting the benefit of the doubt, or I always say yeah. assuming positive intent amongst right. each other so that when those things happen, they automatically go through that door instead of a immediate gut reaction of negativity right. or attack or feeling attacked. Yeah, those are, those have gone from being walls to being like speed bumps in the road. Permeable walls. Yeah. <laughs> Osmotic. So, from my standpoint, just looking at sort of the remote work aspect of things, when I really felt a team getting together on as a remote team was the Slack channels volume of conversation picks up the the yeah. going back and forth. The hey, can somebody take a look at this? Hey, do you do you have time for a quick meeting? That kind of thing. Just kind of everybody's kind of huddling up and getting back together and and doing it sort of round robin with each other and and having a great time yeah it's like it's like in baseball like if you're all just standing out there in the field you know the coach yells at you come on put some pepper on that ball come on mix it up like they want you to be like mixing it up talking to each other let's get some chatter out there let's get it going um when that stuff's going people are talking and that gives me an idea for stand-ups yeah <laughs> you're moving forward Get some chatter going, no, Chad. You want, Chad, you wanted to jump in. Well, no, I mean that's that's one of the things that you know, um, me and the other tech lead, like we genuinely encourage. Like once banter starts happening in teams, in pull requests, you know, wherever it can happen, it once we see it, um, you know, we encourage it, but we participate. We you know, like shine a light on it so that more of it happens. And I mean, we all like I've got 
um, we've established regular ceremonial, you know, Wednesday happy hours and breakfast and all this other stuff that we do as a team anyway. Um, and then from that goes, you know, we get to like almost constant throughout the day banter and good feedback, interesting feedback on pull requests. Like that's, so I live in, you know, we live in GitHub. We're right. constantly like reviewing each other's code, writing code, um, putting things in there for people to find. That's that's always fun. Little uh, Easter eggs. Little Easter yeah, kind of, yeah. Like there's a non-zero amount of Easter eggs and um, <laughs> getting people to get to that level and get comfortable like takes, it, it took, it, it's not zero. It it's non-zero effort, um, but it, depending on if it's you grabbing your, I mean, if, if you're able to form your team or if you have to, if you're given a team, you know, we talked about this weeks ago, um, the, um, the group that you're given uh, can make that challenging, but it's almost never impossible, right? Like recognizing everybody's strengths, everybody's weaknesses, who who talks, who doesn't. If this guy's bantering, hey, holy crap, we've done like, you know, right. that guy's cracking jokes now. We're good. Like we're really good. <laughs> you know, and that's that's another thing. I would say that the team picks up on it too, right? Like the team recognizes that so and so is finally bantering, and, and like it feeds ah, into yes, yeah, we're a team, and now we can all go together and we're attack or whatever. You know, let's get this problem. Contagious. Yeah, you got to get to a certain level of trust um, to really bring those people out. Like this is safe. This is a safe place. This is where you can say stuff, and if it's a bad idea, no one's gonna hammer you for it. And um, yeah, just uh, feeling comfortable yeah. being part of that team. Because the flip side to this is everybody has a great time playing, but no work is getting done. You right. know, so <laughs> whoa, <laughs> what do you mean? So uh, it can, not working right you know, now, or 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 more like somebody really falls in love with playing but then they're not holding up their end of the oh the, the team delivery right you it, it it can be too much of a good thing too it is a, it, it is an interesting it's never it's never done it's just like software there's always more to do and more variables that can come into play to upset the balance of a well-formed stormed and norming team so it looks like they're busy but they're walking from cube to cube having interrupting everybody's work and with that there's an intangible benefit to that but I, you know but if if you're depending on their code or their you know whatever and it's not getting done but they are constantly doing that peter that starts to have its there's a perception that takes hold and sure. um and so you do have to you know i not to make this an infomercial on sdg but like there is we have that kind of nice balance where we're all kind of individuals. We're all assumed to be professionals. We trust each other in those roles and we all do what we say we're going to do and we have fun. And so we don't worry about if it's going to get done, you know, and I, I don't, th that doesn't just happen overnight. Right. Um, and that doesn't well, mean there isn't. You look at just consulting, you are, after a while you become really adept at walking into a team and finding your sea legs quickly so that it's not such a huge disruption. Like I think you, we do it so often 
we team up so often and, and have to work together on stuff that you become adept at it. Like you make it happen faster and go smoother um, because of that experience. You've run into those things before. Like you get into a group and you're like, okay, that's the loud guy. Um, that's the quiet person. That's we the, have that all in yeah. common, right, Kyle? Like we come in, we're all consultants. So we all know how to start new somewhere, but where we go, that's not always the case. And right. Um, and so you don't have that in common. So what do you do to find some of those besides, Hey, we're both Java developers. What else do you do to find something in common and how much does corporate rules get in the way of that? Um, sometimes connecting can be people can have a, a hesitancy to share too much or to come off as, um, sort of controversial or something like that, but the connection of human spirit, you have to have these things. So what do you do right. to, to build that? I heard Chad said, you know, breakfast and stuff like happy hours, Peter, what were you? Nick, can you talk about like corporate rules? Are you talking like, don't ask about their children, their religion, their, yep. this yeah, thing or like the that. other thing, right? Yep. Do not ask interview questions, which I mean, technically you're not interviewing yeah. anymore, but Right. But that, that's, that's right. what you're talking yep. about. Yep. Those things. Or if there are those rules and you're not really sure what they are, you end up deciding not to even approach anything because you're not sure if you're going to be breaking a rule, you know? Well, and I tend to share those things and not expect someone else to tell me them back. Right. Like mm -hmm. I have kids and I will talk about them at work occasionally i will not spend my whole day talking about them i'm not that person but um and and that's just not me internally well, here goes not, peter again with his kids yeah yeah <laughs> no too much no too much um yeah and, you in, know who won there's certainly those tmi people like whoa 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 um Let's let's cut this conversation short. I'm going to run away now. Cause... Yeah, maybe that information should be yeah. between you and your doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, to get to the performing stage where you can hit that like flow state as a team, um, you gotta you gotta have the norming kind of down pat, so yeah. you can move on from there. Um, being in a high performance, successful team um, where you're just getting stuff done, stuff's happening, everything's clicking, there's chatter, there's like you can hit this uh, laminar flow state um, where it's just. <laughs> Did you just Smooth Google something? Silk. What? I need to Did Google just... it. What's laminar? We're, we're all, we're all looking at your thought I trail. Yeah, so if you, empty a, if you empty a jug of water okay. and it's going glug, 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 that's not laminar flow. It's glugging. Oh, good one. If you empty it in such a way where it's just a pure, clear stream, no ripples. You ever see those fountains that shoot like a jet of water across to a like another hole? Like they... They shoot water around these clear like, streams. Like in Vegas? Like in Vegas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch the YouTube video on laminar flow. Um, it's uh, Destin. I forget his last name. He's an engineer. 
but he talks all about it. But that kind of just, that's, that's the most efficient way to empty that jug is get that laminar flow going. I absolutely love that. Can't wait to use it. (laughs) Because that's true. That's a great metaphor. Like our team is a jug of water and we're starting to pour ourselves out and it's glug, 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 you know, (laughs) stuff's happening, but it's definitely not efficient. You know, some of it you have to slow down to speed up and some of it you got to really tip the, the thing. And yeah, that's. Sometimes you got to stick one of those oil funnels in the side of the jug and then tape off the whole. <laughs> yeah. There's, Shotgun there's the jug of water. Yeah. Is that a TV reference? I don't know. So um, the that flow state, you're all about the work and it's those days go by fast. It's easy. You You, you wake up kind of thinking about your day wanting to go in you know i've been on a few projects like that where they're they're just a treat to be on it's like a dream like this is going so incredibly well that all my future projects are going to suck in comparison (laughs) well hold on now the the start of all my future projects are going (laughs) to suck in comparison i you know we were talking about you know jumping into teams and and as a consultant you do get you do get experience jumping in and paying attention taking in the information feeding it back in a way that makes you part of a team and and gets you closer to that that normal team state at the end because you're you're jumping into an already normalized team and they're gonna feel some turbulence or some non-laminar flow as you jump in um, because, you know, you're an outsider, you're coming in and, you know, as a consultant, you like take in that information, you you share some pieces of yourself to everyone on the team individually, ask questions, learn about the code, get up to speed, and then become part of that team and, and get to normalized. So, so yeah, we've, we practice that from, from all the positions in the team, including somewhere, <laughs> somewhere they've gone past norming and crashed and burned, right? And you're coming in to clean up the pieces. So, um, so yeah, it's. I think a lot of it's experience. A lot of it is job change faster than most people, right? Because your your gigs are a little bit shorter than a than a career at every every place, right? So. I think that helps out a ton. Um, what are some things you can do to, well, what are some things you can do to just sidetrack a team? Like, you know, to be the boulder in the pond all of a sudden, are, are there some things that people on the teams can do to just kind of wreck that laminar flow, so to speak? What's the easy easy ones? I mean, go ahead, Chad. I was going to say, like, it's hard for me to answer, right? Like, there's external factors that make that happen really, really fast. I was actually, once I saw that Nick's eyes lit up, I was excited to hear his answer because, <laughs> like, we are in, uh, like, I've, I'm in a flow right now. Um, it's going really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, I want to know what to look for that's going to screw this up. 
<laughs> Looking if for you trouble. Could, if you could use specific names and uh, <laughs> names and stories. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and we highlighted one earlier, didn't we? You know, where you have a, a team member who's just not, you know, maybe they started out great, but they got a little too comfortable with things and um, aren't holding up now their end of what we're expecting as it pertains to, you know, producing whatever the team's meant to produce. Um, Chad, you highlighted something else, external factors of, you know, somebody coming in and being like, uh, we're shifting everything or, or I'll tell you what, one of the big ones is we're splitting up the teams or we're, we're reorganizing. Um, I've been at clients where that happened quarterly. So (laughs) it was just, um, yeah, really, it was it was it's frustrating. It's also a new opportunity to try the same things again, um, but it does get a little bit. You got right to the brink of of norming and then back to yeah. storming, huh? Yeah, turnover. Obviously, people leaving or um, you know retiring or whatever the case may be, and 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 onboarding new people can always uh, throw turbulence into our flow. Um, I mean, there's any, you know, number of things. Personal challenges, obviously. I've seen some of that come through where somebody's gone through something personally. and Yeah. Or how about the the team is awesome and we are doing great and nobody uses our product and the thing is shutting down. (laughs) (laughs) That is a sad, sad state. Yeah. In there, too. It's like we produce the most awesome, fun thing. And now it's going away. We did it Oof. in such a great way, and we, you know, and we never yeah. want to go anywhere else. And the money's run out. Yeah, that's hard. Like when things are really going well, and it's that you never got to finish. Like it's just something happened outside of the team. Something changed. New leadership. Um, reacting to something in the market. Yeah. Yeah. But before what, we get into it? morning. Oh, go ahead, Chad. Oh, I yeah. was going to say, uh, wait, morning. <laughs> Sounds like the, <laughs> the, the team is ending. The team is ending. We were just talking oh, about. Yeah. It's all falling apart. I just decided to. Do you guys like once a team is norming and we're, we're, we're flowing and things are continuing to flow. Do you have any like specific things that you do to keep like to keep it going? Right. Because. Like you could lose steam fast, right? Like that could you could have energy and then the energy just kind of dissipates, even with the same team and the same people and everything. Um, and I'm trying to like we're continually trying to keep people keep people going. Um, but do you have anything specific that you do to make that happen? Like things get stale no matter yeah. what, right? You have to continue yeah. to stay. Yeah, like these are like the activities you do right it happy hours breakfast those are great until they become stale um mm-hmm. you know so coming up with new ways to interact retiring certain things so you can bring them back later to keep it kind of fresh at the end of the day there's always new opportunities you know we went full remote so then all of a sudden you had to come up with new things so games um ways to just kind of uh keep things kind of fresh but also interactive I was doing this recently where we were share your feet. Like what's your mood today? Um, 
by movie title or song title. Like just share what you're feeling by song title or movie title or, a, you know, a GIF. GIF? What Have we ever established yes. what is the answer? It's both. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, on ours. We The one question I ask new people is um, how do you eat a chicken wing, a flat, right? It's a non-controversial. It's, it's surprisingly controversial. Uh, uh, and <laughs> there are sides. Here's how this this actually gets fun, right? And it the point was, it's a silly thing that That's is uh, that everybody kind of gets, right? And then when somebody new joins the happy hour or joins the team, the first thing we do is we get a basket of wings and nobody says anything. Right. We just watch the new person <laughs> eat a flat, right? And then the person is just confused when when half the team is like happy and half the team is like, oh, come on, what are you doing? Right. So you, uh, and you'd all be upset when I pass the basket of wings pie and just say, like, no, these aren't worth it. Do you, I would say as in as far as in, shapes, Peter. Sorry. <laughs> as far as initiations go, that's I think that's a really good one. That's a top one. Yeah. It's yeah. way better than college, that's for sure. Yeah. No <laughs> hazing. It's just maybe some light hazing on a fork. Really? <laughs> that's yeah. the extent of the hazing. All right. Yeah. So um, I, I might have to put that in my interview questions. I'm just yes. <laughs> but it's it's another part of like what I I mean. So that is intentionally silly and it's non-controversial, right? And meaningless. Yeah. Absolutely right. meaningless. Um, but we make. I mean, it, it's kind of a caricature of whatever, right? Like it's absolutely meaningless and nobody's that emotionally invested in how to do it. But there's things like that that we do constantly, right? Like. We all had an opinion, by golly, and we cared about that opinion, and it exactly. was a safe place to express that opinion and get to know <laughs> each true. other a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I like it. So I think um, you can t you can go you can go get taken a step back. You run into obstacles. Things can happen. Um, how do you how do you maintain resiliency to minimize? the impact of those things? How do you maintain resiliency to, to, to minimize the, maybe the loss of a team member, um, to like, maybe you're getting not, they're not gone, but they're not gone, but able not to perform the same because of outside forces or something. Uh, how do you quickly react to that stuff? Yeah, so they have a bike accident or a car accident or something like that, and they're laid up away from the team, right? Mm -hmm. If you've established be yourself as a really, you know, that's the thing about teams. Um, and if 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 the organization is on board with building strong teams because they understand the highest performing teams are delivering the highest value to their products and therefore driving, you know, the most bang for their buck. Then when somebody on the team gets, you know, hurt or, you know, there's a there's a hiccup, there's still a hopefully an organizational, I think, mindset that we got to keep this team together and either adjust our expectations on what this team can produce during this time to support them and be supportive of them as a unit rather than um, just saying, oh, we'll just fill another bot. You know, like the answer has to be a little bit more thoughtful and team focused if that's really the, you know, what you've established. Um, and I would hope to see, to see that rather than just, oh, we lost somebody, we're gonna fill them, backfill them, 
um, and therefore we're going to continue to to produce. That's I, that's just so. I call that waterfall approach where numbers are numbers, bodies, you know, people are numbers and, and, and we can crash anything with, with bodies. It just doesn't work that way. We all know that now. And so it's more important to just respect the fact that that team has established themselves as high performing. They're awesome. Keep them together, support them during this time of need or whatever, and, um, and see it through. Uh, and as you see it through, you can continually, just like anything, review how is it going how is the loss affecting the team would it be helpful to bring somebody on to shake things up and you know or you know whatever the case may be so it it creates new opportunities and new avenues but at the end of the day i think you're still seeing it i hope as this is a high performing team and we really care about them continuing to be high performing yeah like if are they able to absorb the loss take on the extra you know, shoulder that extra, yeah. whatever it is that that person left behind um, versus having to replace that. And I would well, say see. that in some cases, just like it'd be worse to introduce a new element into the team than for the rest of the people to step up and put their shoulder into it and drive it over the finish line. Um, it depends. But doing that repeatedly because I've seen that happen where it's just, we lost a person, now these three people have more responsibility. Well, we lost another person, now these two people have <laughs> more responsibility. Um, there's a point, you can only handle so much mm -hmm. for so long. And if you're gonna dump an extra burden on people, they can only shoulder it for so long. Um, yeah, if so you haven't adjusted the, um, the productivity of that team, despite this loss, then that then that's not right. respecting the team, right? That's yes. not understanding that this whole group is working together as a magnificent machine. We just lost a part. The machine's not broken, but it's not performing as well. So we have some choices here. Do we continue to let it perform in its you know current less efficient state because it's still better than most machines? Or, right. you know, do we need a new part? And then that gets into other things. We see it all the time in sports, right? Like a person retires and they are like, well, we'll just sign a free agent. And, every, and everybody on paper is like, oh, we're going to be so awesome. And you find out they're not because the fit is wrong, right. you know, or you somebody, some team signs somebody who's like, who the heck is that? Right. Like last night, the Vikings drafted a safety. They had a chance at this top safety Hamilton, who they passed on. They took this other guy for all we know that's the right move because <laughs> maybe the guy they took is actually a better fit for that group. We have no idea. Could be brilliant. It could be, it could be a mistake. We don't, you know, but point is, is that um, when you're dealing with, with individuals and the effect on the team, you really still need to consider the whole team, not just looking at that slice and being like, I got to replace exactly that slice. You won't be able to, it doesn't work that way. And Peter, I think uh, you said this in maybe the first pot or second pot about how, as soon as a person changes, like it, it just everything shifts. Like it, it, it's no team is the exact same. I think is what you said. Um, and and I, I like that quote, and I'll take it if it's mine. But <laughs> sounds good. Somebody right. said, yeah, Chad's yeah, got to yeah. jump in here though. No, I was going to come in with a meaningless Twins fact. Uh, they win sixty-five to seventy percent of their games with Buxton in the lineup. They win thirty to thirty-five percent when he's out. 
right? And that's uh, that's my twin side of uh, Nick's um, Vikings draft grievance, which is valid. But, um, but that's looking at the team with one individual in place and not and ignoring all the other factors that may impact that win loss, right? Or impact that team. That team maybe because that person is out and something else happened could also have affected it. But on paper, it looks like, yep, that person is magic. Can never lose them. And sometimes that is the case on a team. Sometimes you do have those magicians and when they, you know, they are lost or for a time, it does a have glue a, that's a stronger effect. Together. That's right. Yep. And that, it, it, and that's totally fine too. It can be anyway, right? There's, there's no one type of team that you actually are looking for. You're looking for the team that's working for the thing you're doing. There is no mold. There is only yeah. a set of guidelines, right? There's no magical <laughs> team mold that if you get no. if you get this and this and this and that. I mean, professional sports proves that every day, right? That's right. And so do we, frankly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think recognizing that a team is a thing that you need to work on, like... You know, it's, yeah, it can happen organically and people will so self-organize and they will become some sort of a team, you know, but is that, is, is that going to be as successful as like having somebody that understands team dynamics and team building and this whole process and fielding a team and cultivating that, getting it to the place it needs to be, monitoring it, you know, so you know that it's how well it's doing, like all the care and feeding that goes into it. Because um, I think sometimes it's just, these are the people that are going to work on it. Here's the stuff we want them to do. And that's your, like, yeah, and then just team. let it happen. It's a group. <laughs> well, they might work together on it. You might get lucky. It, it, but they're right. they're being grouped together with no intention of building a yeah. team as like the, the the mindset of that isn't team building it is for you know doing stuff you know right. it, it it and and I think what we're trying to talk about is the value of of teams of building yes. teams of of having cohesive units of various personalities and skills that are working together and they're happy working together and they're producing because of it. And because they, they, they do that, everything goes up. Right. Yeah. And, the, the, and, and so the company is winning because of it. Um, versus I just, am going to put some people together because the effort calls for that. And I yes. have no focus on building them into something. Right. You know, that, cause I don't see the value in it. I just see the value in these five people typing and testing something. Right. And you can get stuff done. It might take longer. It might be low quality. It might not be a place that those people want to stay. I mean, there's a lot of different variables that go into. Yeah. You might have some leadership within that group that emerges and does the team building and knows that that's important. Using the sports um, analogy, they're all teams in the league. There are bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all number one, are they? 
no, sadly. You know, and and just to take that a little bit further, that's sort of some of the and and I don't want to disparage anything here, but just kind of the offshore mentality that that I've experienced at some points along in some projects. It's like we will do that work with the term is offshore, you know, like magical offshore people that will get together and do that work. But we will not invest a single ounce of building a team with them, bringing them in, making them part of the unit. None of that. It will just be like a magic place that you send work to and it comes back and behold, it does not come back as expected all the time. Right. Right. It, it, if you ask for a car, a lot of people have different ideas of what a car is. I'm reminded of that Simpsons episode where Homer is allowed to develop, design the car from his brother. Exactly. I, so, I just think every car should have a dome. <laughs> <laughs> and they should, but they don't. So, And there's was reasons that, for that. Was that the Canyonero episode? Canyonero. No. No idea. I don't think so. I think it was like season was Canyon two. Arrow with two? Mr. Plow. Was that the Mr. Plow as well? <laughs> All right. Time out. Let's okay. not talk about this because we obviously don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're close. We're very close to knowing what we talk, we're talking about, but not quite. So, um, as a, as a person, as an individual member of the team, or the group, you're going in to this existing group of people. It could be a well-oiled machine running, or it could be just a group that you're getting added to, but you're you're going in as an individual. What What's your next step? What do you do? Like, you want to be a part of an awesome winning team. How do you get there? You know, sometimes, uh, Kyle, what you were bringing up, like, Joining an awesome running team is sometimes far more difficult than joining a, a team that's broken because there's not a lot of changes you can make and you have to you have to make space for yourself in this awesome team without breaking it as you come in, right? So th those are like two wholly different things and, and kind of challenging. You'd think that would be the case and not the bull in a china shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, bull in a china shop works great as long as the china's all bad, right? But if it's all Gosh. perfectly set up, it's not as good. Um, or if you're trying to destroy the china, then that's a yeah. If you're <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to clear out the space, yeah. that works well. Um, and yeah, I just like I think going in listening, listening is huge, and waiting, and absorbing and. Being being in that new mode, like people don't want to be the new guy anymore. Like they, people don't like being the new person. Um, so they want to get to a point where they're not looked at like the new person anymore. I think you want to maintain that new person status as long as you can. Um, because then you can hang back and listen and you don't, you, there's not this huge expectation that you're going to knock anything out of the park, but, um, you know, then you can ease into your role instead of trying to rush it and 
horseshoe uh, your way in. Horseshoe? Shoehorn. Shoehorn. Horseshoe horn your way in. I yeah. think that depends. That's a bigger Greatly. one. Yeah. And what does the team need? What are you bringing to it? Um, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot to that. Sometimes the team needs exactly what you're bringing in that moment. And, and actually the worst thing you can do is sit back and be quiet. Right. Sometimes you are better served to just digest, consume, please stop interject, you know, acting yeah. like, you know, you, you have all the answers. It just, well, when you, when you of, walk into a dysfunctional languishing team and you can recognize why or what's happening, what they need to do. Um, you know, like speak up, but make sure you're right. <laughs> and how you do it matters. Sometimes yes. you don't want to point out the flaws. People are right. aware of it, but you yeah. need to take a softer approach. Sometimes you do yeah. need to hammer it. It just depends. But I guess the question is, right, what, what does being part of a team mean to you? Yeah. And and when you're coming into a new place, are you aware of what the organization's expectations are you of being part of a team? Because that's rarely, if ever, defined in any interview I've ever sat in. Or communicated <laughs> right. or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's just broad assumptions about what a team is and what it means. And you'll fit right in. And... Um, <laughs> beyond just what we've established as our working agreement together. Yeah. What else is there? So I'm curious to hear from all of your experience. What, you know, have you ever been to a place where they've said, this is what we expect our teams to do or how to work together? Or, you know, you don't want to be too prescriptive either, but some guidelines might be nice. I've got it. I've walked into hurricanes uh, <clears throat> where it's just chaos and like trying to get a hold of something, nail things down, yeah, figure out what's going on. Um, you're doing some of that. Um, and then you still have like the work you're supposed to be doing. Um, so you want to make sure you get that done, but. Yeah, I think you just have to, through experience, you get better and better at kind of knowing what you're getting into and knowing what things, like, can sabotage you. You can sabotage yourself with people walking in and just trashing their tech, you know. <laughs> well, whoever did this, you know, I mean, there's just things you, you go, go in strong, sure. being loud and opinionated right away. Um Doing the well at my last place. Well, when I was with these people, I did you know, like it's uh, no, it's one so of just, my favorites, yeah. all time favorites. Yeah, be cool. Ooh, Doesn't that well, always again. boil down to Chad's primary yeah. rule? Be yeah. cool and relax. Like, that's my biggest thing is <laughs> to Kyle's point, you go in. You might not have massive expectations on your shoulders, or maybe you do, you know, who knows, but relax, build up some context for what you're trying to do, right? Like, you're not just there to be a team member, you're there to solve a problem, to write code, to do math, whatever the heck, right? But um, be quiet for a couple of days, build context, and then ask, 
smart questions, right? Like don't try to try to get yourself into a position where you can start asking smart questions quickly for whatever you're trying to solve. I, I don't, it, it's such vague general advice, but um, it's, it matters to me, you know, if somebody comes onto my team that they just start asking good questions, right? Or even a couple of bad ones and, um, you know, or reframe questions in a way that we hadn't heard before from outsider's perspective, hearing that stuff is good, but yeah, just put yourself in a position to start asking good questions um, and do your work and um, eat a chicken wing the right way. Right? There you go. That's <laughs> the Kyle way. Or don't, because, so, you know, variety is the spice of life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're I, a I drummy was, guy. <laughs> that's right. I, so I was looking at it sort of as um, sort of back in the day when you'd go to a party, right? You'd walk in the door. Sometimes there'd be somebody there greeting you, bringing you in. Hey, come on. This is so welcome. You know, we've been waiting for you. This is great. Come on in. Other times there's nobody there. You're, there's just this party going on in the background and you're like, I've got the right address. I know that. Nobody's recognizing me. Nobody's acknowledging me. I don't know any but of these people. <laughs> I, and I don't really know anyone super well. I'm not seeing the guy that invited me, but I'm going to, you know, slowly wake my work my way into the party and and you could some of those parties are the best ever. They're also right? not kicking me out. That's exactly. And some of those parties that are really welcoming are cults and you don't need to you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have they formed a right. circle? They have. Okay, I'm out of here. But and but the teams are are kind of like that too. Some teams are like super welcoming, like, oh, come on, we got your computer ready. Here you go. We've put your nameplate on your desk. We're oh welcome. We we know who you are and we've been expecting you. Others are like, your computer's coming in a few weeks. We're not sure exactly what's going on. We think we need you over on this team, but there's this other team too. Can you just kind of know everything for all of these things and, and i'm too busy to actually care that you're here right. my priorities right now are these things and you're in the way without right. saying it you are saying it when you do not provide the attention to somebody when they start like it's the most awkward thing in the world when a new team member comes on and you're like well i'll meet with you on wednesday right to introduce yeah. you to how we do things uh I'll for now here's some occupied. stuff to go read have a good time it's yeah that's onboarding is a constant challenge and it's also a challenge to and that's probably another sign you know just to bring it full circle another sign of a good trade of a team is how they onboard a new person yeah how many right. people are contributing and are involved and volunteering and aware and planful of it even like I've got and my hours set yeah. with them to go over these things and, um, you know, and this is going to be your onboarding, you know, buddy or whatever. Like, mm. um, it's, yeah. it is, it is telling, I think. Well, and then are, is your onboarding, not only onboarding that role, that skill, that, you know, that need, but also onboarding a human being that right. is just going into a new situation and just walked into a party has no idea what's happening just met a thousand people like you know i do the security tr training part of my security training is about a third of it 
the rest is getting to know people and answering questions and pointing out things that they can look at and do um, while they're waiting for a gig. You know, it's like I try to do more than that, more than just my little piece of it, because I think it's it's helpful to have as much of that as possible. Um, Some anchors. Yeah. Any uh, party thoughts, Chad? Um. No, um, I will say that Byron Buxton went 0 for 8 over the last two games for the Twins. And then when he did that, Max Kepler stepped up and hit three home runs. And I also just pulled a Max Kepler signed <laughs> baseball card nice. out of the pack of baseball wow. cards my wife got for me because I am still a 12-year-old boy. That's Tops. amazing. That's, That's a weird hole. gets me excited. Yeah. Excellent. Nick, um, only that I was just taking notes because I thought of a new exercise to take with my team um, and can't wait to do it. And it is simply just asking them, what are the traits of a, a high performing team? Because just to hear from them and then from there, take it to what do we want to be? And that they have say in it and then they get to buy in and, and maybe we'll, you know, take that next step further into the norming performing stuff so thank you for having and then me. we're all going to get together and watch this video on laminar flow <laughs> <laughs> that's my parting thought achieve laminar flow <laughs> all right my parting thought is be cool read the room those are the the two best things you can do excellent well thanks everybody i think we'll wrap it up uh nick right. thanks for doing these three podcasts the series oh, we'll have to think of another one thank you uh, for having me it was a it was a great time i really do appreciate appreciate it no problem i like what you guys are doing here <laughs> i like you. the cut of your jib you got moxie kid <laughs> you're gonna make it excellent all right goodbye everybody goodbye Bye, everybody so long see ya goodbye <laughs> Solution Design Group is a digital product consultancy in Minneapolis. Check us out on the web at solutiondesign.com or look for us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Solution Design Group.